Hello everybody, welcome to The Overflow. My name is Julian and I am with... Kim. I am so glad that you guys have joined us today for another exciting podcast. Today is Friday of VBS. Woo! So we've talked about VBS in our last podcast, just some of the summer fun things that we're doing. And it has been a great week. We've had 35 kids from our bus ministry alone come to VBS. We have over 100 kids registered. We're having a great time. But today's Friday, and then we have the Saturday service tomorrow. And it is just, I'm really excited to see what God's going to do. Today's podcast, we're going to have Sister Alex Flores yeah. with us. So she's <laughs> going to be joining us. And this is really exciting because uh, I, I, well, I've known Alex since she was like, I think she was like six or seven, like when I first met her. <laughs> um, I've known her for a very long time, uh, but she is now married to Jonathan. She has a little baby. And they're just, they're just a really great and important couple here at the church. They do so much for um, the Spanish work. They do so much for the English work, helping with the youth. Well, and she's also in charge of EBS. Yeah. So she we're, oversees everything. Yes. It, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. She is, um, she's doing a great job. And you know what? Like she was busy before she had kids. She kept doing the work of God, even with children. And she's going to share with us today how she does it. And to encourage everyone else to do it. so That we can do it, especially as moms and as wives and as friends. And, you know, she tackles it all. And I know she'd be extremely humble about it, but she really is. She's such a hard worker and an amazing person. Yes, I agree. Let's get started right into it. Welcome to The, the Overflow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I am with myself. My name is Julian and Kim. And we have today with us Sister. A very special guest. Yes, very special. We have Sister Alex Flores. Say hi, Alex. Hi, <laughs> so, I was hoping she replied with hi, Alex. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> I will say hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. <laughs> you know what? Um, we're going to have a lot of fun today just talking about doing the work of God. Um, I, to be honest, I kind of cornered her. It was like, hey, so no, when literally. you... We were, we, me and Kim were talking to Alex and we were like, hey, so uh, can I get an hour with you today? You're like, Sure. For what? And you're like, ha, 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 you're going to do a podcast with us, and we're going to talk about fun things. So, I was suckered into this. Yeah, so, but, you know, I, I really think she's excited. And she's a really good key. sport about it. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk about some really fun things. And Alex, can you just go, just, just introduce yourself. Tell about yourself. So, I am Alexandria Flores, formerly Pierce, and um, I've been here at Inland Lighthouse Church my whole life. Uh, I was, me and my brother were... I think the first kids to be here and when the bookers came here we were one of the only kids that were here I think and so ILC is all that I have ever known and I have a little girl by the name of Ember who just turned one and mm. I am married to Jonathan my amazing husband we've been married for five years this wow. year which is crazy um, but that's pretty much I'm a nurse um, when I'm not a mom uh. at Loma Linda and other than that, nurse by mom. day, superhero by night. <laughs> no, <laughs> I always hate those. <laughs> that's so funny. You know what though? Um, that's pretty crazy that you said you guys were like the only kids here. Yeah. You know, I think maybe there might have been one or two more, but as, as far as consistently like one of the only kids, I think wow. Caleb was only like one or two. Because I I remember Bishop saying stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. you guys were the only kids. I think he even said at your wedding. Like you, I think you, so. so I, that's kind of crazy to know. I, now when you look around, there's kids everywhere here, and that's such a cool thing. Well, when the bookers came, I believe there was only 30 people in the church. So, we, yeah, that explains a lot of it too. Yeah, you, yeah. you got to see a lot of the growth and the ups yes, and the for downs. Sure. And for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And obviously, I don't remember too much. I was only like four when they came. Mm -hmm. So, but I remember 
when I started coming here, I mean, our numbers. I were remember probably, when you first started coming here too. <laughs> oh, I'm great. We have good stories about Joy. Let me just say so, you know, that that'll be a whole special in itself. We'll, we'll get we'll get there in a second. But I want to say, just as far as the church goes, first coming here. I think our numbers were like 75, oh. 150 was a big day. I remember that. Now we run 150 in our Sunday school That's alone. That's crazy. I mean, VBS is this week. We kind of already mentioned that in the intro before you came in. But VBS is this week. 170? We, yeah. Our church is, was smaller than VBS was. I know. That's week. crazy if you That's, think about that. Yeah. Like, you know, and we, so we have a little army of church people out there <laughs> in VBS. <laughs> Thank you, It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Raise, raising up the army. Yeah. So one of the things I do have in here is I have known you for a very long time. I think, okay, so if I was eight, how old were you, like five or six? Yeah, yeah I think I'll be 30 this year, so. And then I'm 30, I'll be 32 this year. Okay, so, so yeah, so, well, yeah, so six. That's, you were very little. You were very little when you started coming yeah, here. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, I remember. I think uh, Caleb and my youngest brother, Jerry, Jerry. graduated kindergarten together. Yes. So that That's even, crazy. Yeah. We did Bible quizzing together for a little bit. Yeah, so. me, you, and Josiah Winkler. Isn't that <laughs> so crazy? Yeah. You know, a lot of good memories. Um, you were always, I'll say one thing, is you've always been consistent since you were younger. You know, you, there was never a time it's Alex backsliding. Never was. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not perfect, okay. I, well, okay. but I tried. <laughs> My point is you stayed in it. You, you worked hard. You were always busy, and you were always at the church. I think one time we had a conversation, and you were talking about you were basically been raised here. Like this was your home. Yeah, I can honestly say, I was thinking about it on the way here. I probably have spent the majority of my life on this church campus yeah. more than any other home that I've ever lived in as a child. And we <laughs> lived at one home for most of my life. So mm-hmm. I would garner to say that most of my childhood was spent here. You know what? And that's pretty cool to, to say that. You know, and that's honestly a goal for my kids. Yes. You know, I want my kids to say, like, I basically grew up at the church. Like, that's all I've known my entire life is Inland Lighthouse yeah. Church. I think there's something really important to planning in families and kids and yes. always being around here. Is it hard now that, you know, we're adults and we got a ton of things going on besides, but I would still want my kids here, like, every yeah, single day. Yeah, I think it's kid. really cool how you said that now. Just being 30 and you were a kid running around, my kids are here all the time. And so sometimes, to be honest, it gets a little more difficult because they're so comfortable here that we'll have a service and they're just used to already running around or, you know, kind of hanging out. And then it comes time for service and they're just like, why can't I go, you know, walk over here? It's like, well, you can't do that right now. (laughs) I think, honestly, I've thought about it. I was having a conversation with Josh Winkler last weekend and... um, we were talking about growing up and like respect for the kingdom of God and respect for the house of God and how some people sometimes maybe struggle with that where their children do. And I think for me, and I think this kind of lines up with everything else is the reason why I've been on this church campus so much is my parents, obviously, but my parents, especially if you know my dad, (laughs) the respect for the house of God, there was such a strong line there that you only crossed that line a couple times and then you didn't cross that line anymore. (laughs) But I think that's really where it came down to is my parents, we were here constantly because my parents did everything. You know, I'm pretty sure I was four years old scrubbing the toilet. Like you learned how to just be involved in doing anything from a really tiny age. Yeah. But then also you wanted to be here just as much as your parents wanted to be here. You Mm -hmm. wanted to come down to the church. You wanted to help yeah. How it, whatever that looked like you wanted to. And just for those who don't know who Alex Pierce, sorry, Alex Flores is, can you please tell me who your parents are? Just like So, I mean, my parents have obviously been here forever. Um, my dad grew up here towards the end of his childhood. Like, he graduated from high school here. He was really good friends with the pastor's son at the time. And so when my parents got married, they started coming to church here. And... My dad and mom, I want to say, my parents could correct me, but I want to say they even helped with youth for a long time when my brother, me and my brother were little. And I think my parents have probably held maybe every position in the sense of like, they've done Sunday school, they've done new converts, they've done all kinds of different things. My mom taught Sunday school. I don't remember if you remember my mom Uh doing power hour growing up. 
Um, my dad taught new converts up until I was a teenager. We would come every Sunday morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, bring donuts, and I would sit in new converts class every <laughs> Sunday morning because I was, I wanted to be at the church early, so I would yeah. come. Um, my mom's now the principal of the school here. My dad is the assistant pastor. They've done college and career. I mean, you could name it. My parents have filled a myriad of holes, even, even, even cleaning down to, bathrooms. Even down to the kitchen for VBS. Uh, yes, yeah. my mom is in the kitchen this weekend for VBS. Yeah. And um, so really that's They used of, to do new converts before Sunday school? Is that what you were saying? Yes, so my wow. dad used to do new converts class. I believe it was like at 8, 8.30. Wow. And it would be, it was a good, decent-sized class too. That's really cool. They I know they tie in new converts now like with Sunday school. Yeah, I so mean, we used to do it before. Yeah. And you used to come as a little kid and say, I mean. Yes, uh, I said out donuts and coffee. That was my job. <laughs> that is awesome. You know what? Your parents, like, they, they have done a lot. One thing, I, I always talk about Power Hour when I was a kid, yes. you know, with our Sunday school and everything. And one of the things I adopted that your parent, that your mom would do is she would, if you memorize all the books of the Bible, you yeah. get your Bible. Well, oh, yes. do you remember, remember yes. uh, so I remember I did that for the first time. I got that. I still have that Bible. No way. Yes. And it's signed <laughs> by, That's bro- crazy. Yeah. it's signed by brother. Uh huh. It's signed by brother IH Terry. That's like, cause it's like full of signatures, you know, like That's the kids come, the acts. Cause I memorized Bible quizzing. I used that Bible for the first time. So like the first couple chapters of Acts are like super worn thin. So like I won't let my kids touch that Bible. That's I'm like, crazy. Like, really it. about to like, fall apart. Yeah, though. <laughs> I'm like, don't touch it. Leave it like that. You know, and they honestly, used to go all out. Do you remember them doing like the Western yeah. town? Like mm-hmm. all they used to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so one uh, one of the things we're doing now is if if you come to a teacher and you quote all the books of the Bible, that's awesome. You get a Bible. Like could awesome. we we were doing like, hey, it's your first time coming. Here's a Bible. But now we do like a nicer like. Bible yes. for the kids. Yeah, who that's awesome. And I and I told him it, um, but the Philip, I was like, you know, the kids put in an effort, and then it means that. something. And it means something, right. exactly. So, yeah. And so and I do. Your parents had a huge impact on me. On her parents, up. they even did a uh, premarital counseling. Yeah, <laughs> they do that too. Yeah. They did they our, were, uh, our premarital counseling. counseling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And marriage counseling after that too. And therapy. <laughs> Just kidding. <And> <laughs> They've done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I. I think I've, and I've watched my parents, you know, do manual labor around here. Uh-huh. I've watched my mom uh, clean. Let's I talk about my... the building we're sitting in right now. I, that's okay. true, too. <laughs> like, your dad yeah. played a huge role in that. Um, you know what? You, your parents are, they're, I think they have been probably the best example to you. For sure. As how to raise a family, be involved. For sure. And would you say, and we'll get more into this, was your childhood, like, ruined because your parents were so involved? Never. No. Yeah, you did, like, th- so much still. I think one thing me and Jonathan were talking about recently, one thing I think that made the difference for maybe me and my brother not to resent being here so much or being so involved was, number one, balance. Yeah, yeah. balance With my huge. parents. Um, they still, we weren't here so much that we lost out on everything. Mm-hmm. Um we still got to do things even when we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Like, my parents always made certain things special. And there was, like I said, always a respect and an awe that came with being at the house of God. But number two, and my dad has always reminded me and my brother of this growing up and being in different ministries, is this, was that if you can't do something with the right attitude, then you need to remove yourself. Wow. Mm. And so watching my parents, they kept, they weren't perfect. But they kept the right attitude. So there wasn't, me and my brother didn't harbor resentment because my parents didn't carry that resentment. And my parents knew when their time was up or when their burden had lifted on something. And they would give the grace of time to be able, they wouldn't just leave and not show up the next week. But grace of time for someone else to fill the spot. And then God, you know, it was given to someone else and someone else had the passion and the burden and took it further. And that's another thing about leadership too that yeah. I've always seen with my parents. My parents are never afraid to empower people to take their job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. They just, that, they want them to do better than they have done. And so I think that's for growing up, that's probably one of the biggest things for me growing up was that I didn't, I guess, get resentful mm-hmm. only because I watched my parents know how to draw boundaries in their lives, but then that never took away from them also being involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I sat in a class last summer with Brother Johnny King, and he talked about um, preparing for ministry. But he talked about that idea of training others so when you move yes, on or sure. as God moves you. Yes. And one of the things he would say is, 
whatever you're doing right now, you do it with all your heart. Exactly. Because you don't want to, it was like the theory of unkept rooms is what he called it. It was like when you leave a room or as, in other words, as you go from one ministry to another, when someone comes in behind you, are you leaving them a huge mess? Right. Is it all unkept? You didn't that's do good. your best because, you know, so that's, that's really good what you're saying about your parents. Now, we talked about your parents, but we want to talk about you. Okay, so, so we, we love, we about. love, I love Brother Pierce. Um, it's funny. Uh, that was just the, the foundation. I know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it came from I, I wouldn't. Right? I wouldn't be involved, though. I mean, if we're being yeah. honest, like yeah. none, none of what I'm doing and I, whatever that has happened in my life, would it, yeah. without their example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my, I, I mean, my whole family is example. You know, it's funny. It, one more thing I just want to say. We were on bus, I don't know, this was a few <laughs> weeks ago. And we were talking about... Like I think Brother Pierce was either preaching or he was like, or he just preached or something like a Wednesday night, and we were just like recapping it. And we're like, we are so spoiled. Like, and and this is not like whatever. Like we were just talking, and we're like, you know what? Sometimes it's un- like Brother Pierce's preaching ability is like underrated. Like, and then he starts preaching. We're like, this is like a five star peak <laughs> yeah. message right now. Yeah. Like, like you just like he just comes up and he just tears it. You know, like, we're just talking about how much we love your, your parents. So, so fed. Yeah, we're so fed. And then your dad does a fantastic job preaching. And teaching. honestly, he could preach at. one of my favorite teachers. He's I love his preaching. He's one of my teacher. favorite teachers. He should be on peak sure. lineup. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I will <laughs> let him know. He's <laughs> <laughs> so enthused. <laughs> so he's going to preach at peak. Okay, but what are some of the things that you and Jonathan do here at Illinois House Church? So currently, um, I obviously am in charge of VBS. Yes. Um, thank I'm thankful to Pastor and Brother Philip. They uh, gave a, let's see, 2014 was our first year. So I was young. I'll be th- I'm 30 this year. I was super young, and they entrusted me with, <laughs> you want to do it, then go all for it. And um, the only experience I had had with large groups of kids was I worked at the school for a little bit, and I did Christmas plays. So I kind of just went off of, Surely a group of kids every night for four nights will be fine. <laughs> and it grew. I remember the first year we had it was only like 40. And it grew. And now we have 170 this year. Wow, this is our biggest year of people over there. So that's awesome. But they allowed me to step into something that we didn't have yet and run with it. And it's probably one of my favorite things I do all year. So Aww, um, I've right now I'm currently teaching our 12 to 18 year old youth girls we split our youth class and so I teach them on Sunday mornings I'm part of our Spanish church me and Jonathan are over the Spanish youth um, I don't help with music in English more in English anymore but I do help with music sometimes in Spanish if they really need me <laughs> um, other than that all about balance <laughs> it is all about balance yeah because I, I, we come to church Sunday morning Sunday afternoon Sunday night Wednesday night and Thursday night, and we're here on Monday nights for youth prayer. Uh, Tuesdays are usually like the only day that we're at home. Are you guys involved with this? Uh, the I know you said Spanish youth. You so yeah, do... so it's a we help with youth as a whole, okay. and it's almost like I would corner to say that Spanish youth is almost like a smaller care group. If that kind of makes Got, sense. No, it makes sense. To so that's that, kind of what we we do a couple things a year that are just for Spanish youth, but only like four times just because about 99% of the kids that come to Spanish youth also come to English youth things. Mm-hmm. So it's we've mixed. just, we yeah. help out uh, Brother Gavin and Sister Valerie cool. to do youth. Uh, that makes sense. Join it together rather than it be separate. Instead of trying sense, to work, yeah. a, trying to do things for a smaller group and it's more work so it's easier to just I feel like the youth benefit so much more from that anyways Uh though because now they're having all of their friends all of their peers and all the same teaching kind of all in your same guidelines which is and then me and Jonathan do coffee shop for Spanish um there's a couple other things, but those are the, the big things that we... And then your husband also preaches as well. Yes, so. he does. Yes. He does. Um, what are some ministries you were involved in as a youth, like, growing up? I know bus ministry for was sure, one of them. For sure, bus ministry for quite a long time. Um, a quite a long time. And that's another story for another time of the reason why I got out. But um, bus ministry was super impactful to me as a teenager and a young person. Um, without a shadow of a doubt and I was involved in a youth Sunday school and I've done all kinds of different things around here there's I mean 
I'm always open to helping with anything and everything. Um, obviously, with LCA, with my mom, we've helped out a lot there. Yeah. But definitely being a big thing with being involved is just being available. Correct. Because you know, like, I mean, I've done greeting team. I've done. I mean, you name it. Yeah. We've done it around here, but I think for different periods of time. I just had a baby a year ago. Yeah. Um, I had to. It slow down a little d- bit. Slow down just balance, a tiny bit. Figure yeah. out the balance, and then. Get I mean, back I did VBS it. last year with a two-month-old, and I think that was my limit. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's still even kudos and hats off to you for that because a lot of people would be like, I can't, and just throw it on someone else and walk away, and like, and fortunately, like we have been entrusted, and we, it becomes a burden. Right. And it's a it's a god-given burden and right. we can't even imagine not being there you know no, or not for doing sure. it for sure um you know being just available i want to be a part of that group that when pastor thinks like hey i need someone to correct set up chairs for sure like ask julian he'll he'll be willing to do it i don't want him to be like well i know he'll be willing to do this but pick up chairs mm, yes he might sure. he might not be too happy about that no right. i want him to be no matter what just across the board need something done call me you know and that i think that's the same thing you and jonathan want to have too is just be for available, sure. you know, like sure. whatever. It's it's always being in the, you know, in the pulpit for Jonathan. You know, like it's it's whatever. If you need me to teach a Bible study, no one even know about it. I'm going right. to do it. it I know. Matter. I have a funny story about my first Bible study. Actually, I was only 11, and there was a girl that I had been. She was a new convert with her mom, and she'd been coming, and she got the Holy Ghost, and I had been like praying with her in the altar mm-hmm. or whatever. And I ran up to my dad, and I told my dad, I said, um, she needs a Bible study, Dad. And he goes, okay, you're going to give it. And I was like, no, I'm not giving no Bible study. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I remember he made me sit down with the Bible study uh, place prepared for you. I went over it, I don't even know how many times. I think I threw up three times before I... Legit threw up? Yeah, oh, no, and I'm not one to be scared or timid, but I was terrified. I mean, I was 11. Yeah. Yeah, So I threw up, like, three times, and I remember I gave a Bible study in the middle classroom in the high school, and I'll never forget. I probably just read. That's all I did was read it. (laughs) And I think she asked me a question, and I told her, I don't know, but I'll ask my dad and I'll get back to you. That is so <laughs> and funny. I, and I'll never forget, too, along with that, my dad telling me. He always would tell me and my brother growing up, if we had a question about the Bible, he would make us go find the answer. But then he wanted us wanted us to come back to, to make sure we had find, yeah, found the right, right answer. But right, right. he would make us come back and then explain it to him so then that we could we explain yeah. it to someone else. But There's been times, even as a grown adult, teaching Bible studies, somebody asks you a question and I just look at them. And I'm like, you know, I know this answer, but I want to give you a better answer. Yeah. Or, or be like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. Like, you know, and there's sure. nothing wrong with that. And so. there isn't. There really isn't. And I think so. that's, too, where you have to, you know, when it comes to the kingdom of God and ministry and Bible studies and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you have to throw your pride. You have to check your pride at the yeah. door. Yeah. yeah. It's not about you. No. You know, I remember Whether when, it's cleaning the bathrooms or giving Bible study <laughs> and you don't know anything. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's also more reassuring, like, especially for, like, Bible studies. People get so intimidated, like myself included, and yet... I still get intimidated. Right. And you should be, though, because you, you should be... I feel like it's like a fine line. You should be intimidated in the sense of, I am getting ready to teach someone and this is going to impact this, their, their, their soul the yeah, yeah. but then also you don't want to be scared because you shouldn't be scared about doing right. it but I think it's a, there's a little bit that's healthy still yeah. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. a I had a young youth girl come up to me and they're like you're gonna be so proud like I'm gonna teach a bible study I'm like oh wow that's really cool they're like but I'm so scared what should I do you know and I'm like here's one thing that you should go in confident about is you're teaching something you're already living like, yeah, you're that's true. teaching them something, like, you already believe. Right. And I think that's the most intimidating part is because you're like, I need to know all this stuff. But right. you're a walking, living, that's true. like, that's true. part of what you're telling them. And it's true. You know? And I say, too, you know, like, a lot of time we want to go and teach the gospel message, which is super important. We need to, especially if they don't have the Holy Ghost yet. Right. Um, but sometimes when you're talking to someone about the Holy Ghost and you're saying, you know, the word repent, they may not even know what that means. What do yeah, you mean repent? Sure. And so I'll be like... Honestly, I remember one time I was teaching a Bible study and I was going in through the through the chart, um, bringing men to Jesus, bringing men to Jesus, and I'm going through it. And one, then finally I just stopped. I said, "Do you guys know how a Bible works?" They just looked at me like, "No." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Do you know? Do you know what this concordance is for?" They're like, yeah. "Nope." I was like, "Okay, time out. Yeah, We're going back for to sure. this. Is how you use your Bible." That's and, why I like the youth Bible studies. Yeah, because the very first one is pretty much like why I believe in the Bible. 
And really, if someone doesn't even believe the Bible, then anything you tell them, it doesn't matter what it scripture doesn't matter. you throw You're saying going. Holy Ghost, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, what? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Live yeah. in me, a spirit? Like, they're like, totally <laughs> yeah. just, sure. like, you know, you're just like, yeah. you know, it's you're that, going in over their heads. So Back sure. to what uh, Julian said, Brother Ari Prado, I don't know if you have his new, yes, his that yes. came out, it's, but the first thing it goes over is like, how do you use the Bible? Yeah. Which is so important. Which so was important. just so cool to have it there, to have a slide, and then it that was really neat. I was like, oh, okay. It's yeah. <laughs> important for sure. Yeah, Bible studies can be intimidating, but I think that you rob yourself. Yeah. If you don't do if it. If you don't do it. Yeah. Do you, um, just kind of putting you guys on the spot. Uh, do you like open up your home? Like, do you do like youth events there? Um, not since we've not since we've got into the house that we're remodeling. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so it's just not ready. So it's we're not, not ready. Right there. Okay. No, <laughs> kind of no, had a fine. baby in the middle of my <laughs> remodel. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> so yeah, like eventually we will put the drywall up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I mean, saying. we're past that point, but <laughs> for kidding. sure, it's just a tent. No, <laughs> yes. I no, actually, I was just talking to Laura Winkler about that. Um, this last weekend we went to Arizona, and um, I I I need to be better at that. Like I want people in my home, but I'm super picky about how clean my house is. Right. And I don't care if someone destroys it, but I want it clean when people Before show up. Yeah, yeah, they show <laughs> so um, I need to get better at that because people don't come to your house to see your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. some people might, but most people don't. People come to your, your house to see you and to yeah. be with you. That's so, so true. No, that is something that I need to get better at because that's something that my mom is really good at and my mom and dad have always done. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I've been to a lot of youth events at your parents' house. Yeah, exactly. So, I think <laughs> I think I jumped in their pool in the middle of winter. Was it their pool or someone else's? Remember we used to do the, the scavenger hunt and one of them you had to jump in and sing? Oh, like, yes. I was ask. talking to someone about that the other day. Yeah, we jumped in. So I sang a Christmas carol in front of Stater Brothers, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's so many random fun things. But I remember one of them was jumping oh, to the that. pool, and I volunteered. But I remember, like, they were like, oh, we had the baptism robes, so we went through on a baptism. Uh, like, whatever they had back there, the someone will jump in, sing carol, and then jump out. I think if you know my husband, like, this shouldn't shock you. <laughs> one bit, so. it still carries over as an adult, and uh, it's just a little we've, more had, we've had a lot of adventures, yes. I'll say that. So, um, so I mean, what are uh, some other things you guys like to do for fun? I mean, obviously, you guys are super involved. What are some, like, yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really hard to have time, yeah. obviously, but... Um, now that we're having a baby, there's all kinds of different things that are, life's totally different as far as being able to do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I tend to be, and this is really, if you've known me since I was little, this is really rare, but since I've had a baby, I feel like I've become a lot more of a homebody. Uh-huh. And so, um, because of that, I mean, I live in Redlands and there's lots of little walking areas. So a lot of it, when, if we have time, extra time, we usually just go downtown, go to the bowl. You saying your dad's rubbing off on you? <laughs> you <know>? Maybe so. <laughs> a little bit, I guess. But I mean, we have paddle boards. We like to go out to Silverwood That's and stuff fine. like that. Um, there's all kinds of different things that we've been able to do. And I don't know. I feel like, and I don't, this is by B wrong but we do like to get out and do things but I feel like sometimes when you're so involved in the kingdom of God and you're here so much that when you do get home you just want to you just want to yeah yeah Yeah. I think that's one thing we personally almost struggle with we're both very like let's go out and do something and I know we took a huge break touching on like you having a baby and things get different I was like the definition of like a frazzled mom. Like everything kind of, I was like, no, no, can't do that. Nope, you yeah. know. And now everyone's like, Kim, you do everything. I'm like, let me tell you, <laughs> I did not do anything for like five years straight because yeah. I wasn't ready. And if yeah. I'm not emotionally ready, my kids felt that. Oh, you for know? sure, kids do. But just maneuvering with kids is a lot different. Yeah, yeah, totally. And see, that's the thing. And too, what you like to go do for fun changes. You know, before we got. Before we had a baby, you know, we did do a lot of traveling and we did, you know, paddle boards and kayaks and we like to be outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hiking and we would go out to L.A. and all kinds of different things. But since we had the baby, it, it changes. So now we want to go to the zoo and yeah. we want to go, you know, so everything just 
shifts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Swimming and the pool is it, there's little things that are just different now. Yeah. You know, that's gonna come a point where you guys are gonna look back at some of the things. Like I was actually, Brother Philip posts like some of the old like lessons on his apostolic children's ministry on YouTube, and I saw one of Brother Caleb was teaching something. It's the one where he smashes the eggs on his head. But I was Caleb holding, Dillon. yeah, Caleb, Brother Caleb Dillon. And I'm holding the eggs while Aiden's like, he's so little, he's crawling around on the platform. Aiden has been in super class his entire life. <laughs> he, he never, never went, went to the toddler. To the toddler but it, it's class. cool to like see that. But like, wow, like, like you know, we we still did Sunday school yeah. with a baby as he's crawling around, like you know, up in the front. So it, you know, and it kind of like it makes me laugh because I I remember we were in West Covina and little Anthony is running around as like oh, yeah. whatever's going on now. We were having children's church when we were there, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. But if you went to the West Covina services, like he was up, like running around, like it just those. He's that's, so cute. You ever watch so him preach? <laughs> I haven't seen he's him. He's adorable. Oh, that's he, funny. Ah, he prays for people. He does. But, he's adorable. But you know, he's it's just it's a phase, you know, for where sure. you have kids crawling around, you're doing things, and then it come a point where you're gonna look back and be like, man, I kind of miss those days. You know? <laughs> for I sure. don't. I don't have a little little one like that anymore. I mean. Addison's three, but she's still, you know, not as little as... Three going on 13. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> she is. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, too. Like, I've heard some people, too, that are even have previously been involved in different ministries that when they had a child, that that's all that they want to focus on. And I think it, you know, to each, it's their own. And I think there's just, like, boundaries you have to create for yourself. And so I feel like that's what I've had to do in the last two years, create some boundaries for myself, but then some things, you know, watching Ember run around at VBS, like... Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the day, what gets put into them at that point is something you're not going to really be able to measure. Yeah. You know, um, also being raised in church, and now that you're married, you know, you have Jonathan, and well, there was a point. Okay, here's my question How did you guys are both were very involved? Mm-hmm. He was involved before. How was that adjustment from going from being not married to be yeah. married and doing it together I mean what can you guys say about that um, I think it's something that's always growing especially um, with our situation it's a little bit different because obviously his burden and this doesn't take away from either side of this but his burden was primarily Spanish and my burden has always been primarily English church um, and so while we are together um, there are some things that you know cross over and double over and you really have to make a choice of where you're going to give the most of your energy. Um, And so, you know, now, um, well, at the beginning, let's just say this, at the beginning I would garner to say that most of his energy was there and most of my energy was here. So I really had to um, pray that um, God would align our burdens in whichever way we were going to go. And he did. Mm -hmm. It took time, but he did. And now I can garner to say that, you know, our burden is primarily in Spanish in the sense that um, at the end of the day, that's where we put most of our energy because, they're all, first of all, our burden's there. But then second of all, there are less people there to be able to do the job. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if something needs to be done, most of my energy is going to go that way only because there are less people to do the job. And I feel like our burden has shifted. So, you know, we're all we're all one church and I don't want to think like, no. I mean, I teach English 12 to 18 year old girls and I have a burden for them. But and we come to every English service in addition to every Spanish service. We're here yeah. all day Sunday. But when it comes down to where most of our energy goes, it's going to be there yeah. um, just simply because that's where our burden is. That's so it it, t- it takes time, though. Yeah. It I, does I would take say time. the will of God is just the current need. For sure. And if Spanish had that need, I mean, yeah, you for guys sure. definitely the are the will of God. And, so, and that's why some things like, you know, I, I think I quit bus a little bit before I got married. Maybe just a little bit before. Um, but, you know, stuff like that does become kind of different because when you're married, you want your burden to align and you want to be doing the work of God together. together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong if you don't. If one spouse is involved in bus ministry and Sunday school and someone isn't. But it just feels like the boat swings better when you guys are both doing the same thing. And I know that's probably the same for you guys. Like doing Sunday school together makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. because you guys are both feeling the same burden. You both are feeling the same struggles or whatever. And then you walk out of it. So I think for 
being newly married, you know, I think if you allow yourself, it kind of comes together and you guys get the same kind of burden and go into the same types of ministry or the same ministry. And if you don't and it works for you, then great. But I think it's just so much easier yeah. when mm-hmm. you can create, carry the same burden and be in the same ministry together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would even say, like, you know, if, if you're not involved in the same ministry together, there is still a burden that has to come from that other half. You know, because if, sure. if I was you. just doing it all mm-hmm. by my own and I wasn't, you know, and she's like, well, I, I want to go to the mall today. You know, you know <laughs> but there's a Bible study that needs to be taught, you know, yes, like there's sure. just like it makes things so much easier. Well, you know? and resentment gets created because uh, yeah. time is getting taken away from you. Yeah. yeah. And so I think if you don't have if you're not on the same page when it comes to the kingdom of God, even in ministry, I think your life is just a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that it's not possible, and I'm sure that there's people who do it and they're completely successful, but for speaking for ourselves, that your your marriage and working in the kingdom of God together, just it just, the boat swings so much better. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, there's clearly there's even Bible, you know, you can burn it at night. Look at David and Michael, you know, like, yes, she, sure. she, she just straight looked at him like, you being crazy, yeah. you, you know, and <laughs> yeah. then, and that caused a huge problem. You know? Sure. And if I could then go back a little bit, Michael's problem started from bad parents. Yes. Saul was a bad parent. He <laughs> yeah. started have so you guys both had great parents. Brother oh, Saul without a shadow of a was doubt. amazing, you know. Great and that's parents. the other thing with my husband. I grew up in a household where ministry was I mean, we were here all the time and the kingdom of God came first and it was in everything that my parents did, but my husband also did too. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that's doing really the yard work, everything. Yeah, they it didn't did matter. Everything. My my father in law and my mother in law would have done anything, and even my mother in law now. I mean, it's so hard with my father in law gone, but she still gives so much to the Spanish church. I mean, she will to anywhere, but to the Spanish church in so many ways. Yeah. And sacrifices just as much now as when she had her husband with her. Yeah. And that's the thing too is I think it's really important about the people that you surround you and your kids with because growing up. I'm thankful for a good family because, I mean, you guys had my uncle and aunt Thomas, James Mm -hmm. and Leah, Mm -hmm. on here, and you saw how much that they've done in the kingdom of God. And so growing up and seeing that, you know, and then Joel and Erica, I mean. Yeah, Yeah, look at that. I mean, mean, we could go on and on about them. But I'm just saying, thankfully for us, our family unit was strong, and we learned, I mean, so much of what was put into me and my brother growing up. Yeah, I think And then now my brother cool. and yeah. my sister-in-law, who is yeah. my husband's sister. Kind of crazy. You know, if you, could, if you could look back or even encourage maybe a, young, a younger self of your own or a, a young girl, getting into that age where the dating age and, and then the starting to talk to young men. I mean, sometimes, I'll be honest, a girl's just attracted, or it gets to be for a boy too, just attracted because of the looks. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know how lazy that boy is. Yeah. You don't know this. And like, it's how. It's society now, though, <laughs> in general. But yeah, how. Gen Z. <laughs> what, if, you, if you could talk to, if there was a young girl in here right now, what would you say to them when it comes to picking a spouse? And this isn't marriage counseling, okay? I'm not, I'm not oh, trying Lord. to put the marriage counseling burden on you that your parents have. No. No, but like, no. how would you, what would you say? Like, hey, the, this is important because. I can't even imagine doing it by myself. I could, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of a deep question, but. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a good thing is that it could be anything. It's your own personal experience. Yeah. Your answer is going to be completely different from someone else. I honestly think that it really comes down to their work ethic and their character and being able to watch where if they were asked to clean the bathrooms, mm-hmm. that they're okay with checking their pride at the door and cleaning the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times young people in general right now want pulpit ministry mm-hmm. and totally. want ministry that everyone can see, but it really comes down to the things that people do that no one else sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that no one asks you to do or that you're not going to go say that I've done. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I was... Your defining moments don't come from being on the platform. Your yeah. defining moments are going to come from you probably scrubbing the toilet down oh, the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and I actually just heard a podcast with Pastor Booker. He says, I still clean the restrooms. That See, means, and that's the thing. He does, and he I does. watch him. So does Erica. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's so important. I remember and I was helping clean the restrooms, and they've now you just got the cadets to it, so they have more of a rhythm going on. But before that, they needed people to clean. I said, Gavin, put me on the list. 
And one day I text him, I'm all, my faith is really being tested right now. <laughs> I was like, that restaurant was so bad. Yeah. But you know what? But it, it didn't bother me. You know, I was like, I'll do it. And I, I tell a pastor this and I'm like, you know, I, I, I got really convicted one day because I was, I'll be at work and at work, we're, I'm making sure that the fire engine is super clean. Right. The fire station is dialed in. Right. The meal that I prepare is top five stars. Everything right. I did was top of the line. Then I'll come here. Now, I wasn't lazy, but sometimes you just want to like, ah. Oh. Yes, But then I'll see sure. the trash full yeah. and like it started to stand out to me. And I'd be like, how much more important should exactly. this place be to me than my mm-hmm. work? Exactly. Like, and I'm, that's the thing is I've watched some people like, my dad has always said it. And this is, you know, my dad uses sarcasm to make a point. (laughs) And I think I have learned that. (laughs) But, you know, my dad would always say, oh, so you can be on time for work, but you can't be on time for prayer. And so just, you know, really where this is 10 times more important. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You go to work. You have to make your money. You have Mm -hmm. to feed your family. You have to pay your tithes. Okay. But at the end of the day, you know, all of that and what your boss thinks is not more important than what God thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and I'm going to say vice versa too. So you can't be just so... Oh, I completely that, you know, agree. Like, like, hey, <laughs> the church, but then at work, you're, you're lazy. lazy yeah. you know? well, because you might be the only Jesus that people see and yeah, you're being a poor like, You go to what church? Like, I ain't going yeah, there. Like, you know, so, you know, so it, it goes both ways, but For it sure. definitely, I am not going to be a better employee than I am a better Christian, you know, right. like, and first of all, I don't think that's even impossible. It, it, whatever. Like, I remember I'll, I'll be in the restroom sometimes and I'll be picking up the towels off the floor and the young boys will look at me and they'll yeah. see me do it. And I'll be like, hey, guys. And, and this is not me, like, look at what I'm doing. I'll be like, right. guys, don't ever forget, this no. is your church. Yes. Like, this is your, you know, and, and guess what? If you see paper towels on the floor, but yes. Johnny King said this. This was, I'm all referencing back to Summit. You don't have to ask for permission. Hey, pastor, is it okay if I clean the restrooms? For sure. No, no. one ain't going to say no. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You don't even have to be the person that's, you know, scheduled to clean the bathroom. Right. If the bathroom yeah. looks dirty or the toilet's dirty, clean the bathrooms. Yeah. Or if there's trash outside mm-hmm. or if something needs if to be done. If the toilet's running and you know how to stop it, just stop it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I think that that's, that's really, really where, at the end of the day, people start to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Brother Johnny King said, when you ask those questions to your pastor, like, hey, is it okay if I clean the windows? He said, you're not asking for permission, you're asking for recognition. That's mm-hmm. good. That's so, like, true. So, mm-hmm. and, so true. So, But I remember summit, all summit long, I kept hearing this, you don't, you know, your pulpit, you know, don't just chase that, you know, or how can you look for, say yes to the pulpit ministry, but no to like sweeping, like, yeah. because you know, that same microphone that fits in your hand also fits in a broom. It's you know? true. So, but I was like, I remember I, I finally went to Kim. I was like, Kim, do people really say this? Like, <laughs> they no. Do. They do. I know. I can't. I, you know, and I'm so glad I haven't heard it personally from a young person because I think I would like stand up and I think this them. is one of those things. <laughs> not really. Too, like, not really. Like, but. we're getting older and we're, we're not like the young marrieds anymore. Like, we are the family-oriented, like, yeah. adults, you know. Yes. We have SUVs because we have kids and stuff. And we're starting to see, even this, the youth, or, you know, like we do super class and stuff, but we're starting to see them outside of, like, our peer group. Right. And so we're seeing, like, their work ethic and things, you know, and it's like... But unfortunately, I feel like, and this could, I could go off on another <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever here, but I think a lot of what we're seeing, though, in our current, in our current youth of the world, but majorly in the church is we have broken families. Mm. So these kids don't see examples. Yeah. And so they have no accountability. They are choosing not to be mentored. And so what happens is you have kids who don't have someone at home to knock them over the head mm-hmm. and say, hey, that you got to drop the attitude or no, that's not where our spirit is. Because I always go back and say, I have a strong personality, a very strong personality. I don't know where I would be, obviously without God and my pastor, but without strong parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being there to knock me over the head yeah. and put things back into me. And it might have taken more than once. And so I think that, unfortunately, if you look at a lot of our kids, they come from... That dynamic. They don't come from either strong 
parents that they themselves are kingdom oriented mm-hmm. and not that that's an excuse because we have people we have amazing young people yes. who don't have any of that and they still have yeah. their priorities right but i think a lot of what we're seeing in our boys work ethic and everything else comes from lack of strong parents i would say though those boys that or even girls that maybe their parents aren't what they aren't stepping up to the plate like how they should but those kids that youth have submitted themselves to leadership here. Uh, they submit themselves to a pastor. They submit themselves to the youth pastor, and they're just teach me whatever you know, yeah, do whatever. Yeah. I, I I need your help, you know, yes. teach me, and um and that's so important. And you know, and I would say, um, I, there's probably there's a lot of people here at the church that I'm sure when pastor looks from the platform and he sees certain couples, certain people, and knowing like certain altar workers that are here. I'm sure when they see you and Jonathan here, that pastor probably has like a, like, it's like a, a wind in his sail, you know? And I want to say, I, I you know, we do the attendance, you know, I, there's times where I go to like Alex and Jonathan, I don't even look for you guys. I just know <laughs> you guys are here. I'm not, I can't always, no, uh, I, I'm not always here, but I try my best to be here every Thursday. But I do want to say, that's just because it's schedule and everything else. So, I mean, you guys are so busy. Um, but I, I do know that when you guys are here, there is a power that comes from that area that you guys are all sitting together, the power in worship that mm-hmm. you guys aren't, you guys, there's going to be, Jonathan's going to be preaching with the preacher. He's going to be standing up in the A, he's a, the amen corner in that area. And that's so important. Dude, just being able to know that pastor could look down and see, you know, like, you know, you, there's, there's great people right there in that area you know mm-hmm. i mean you guys sit next to sister booker <laughs> i don't want to say you guys we just terrorize my aunt <laughs> but i do want to say but it's it's encouraging to know that you know you guys are involved with the youth and to know when my kids become youth there's great examples there um so if i could just say if there's something that you could like encourage a young family a young couple what would be a word of encouragement? Because what you guys do is, it's a blessing. It's a blessing for yourself. It's a blessing to the church. But how, what, what would be a word of encouragement you would say to I'm going to tack on to him really fast, too. And I know you do a lot of the youth stuff, but even for me, and we're only two years apart, and I'm older, okay? <laughs> but there has been times like VBS, okay? You're coming in, and I'm standing in the back. I was, like, getting my kids hauled in. And I'm smiling, and I know I was smiling at you the whole time. But I told her after, and I'm like, I love watching you. And it's like, I'm an adult, like, we're the same peer group. And I'm so inspired because you're just such a straight shooter. You know, like, (laughs) personality-wise, like, I know she's just, she's going to get her point across. And I'm watching her instruct this huge group of people. I'm standing in the back. And she keeps looking at me, and it's because I have probably have this goofy grin on my face. But it was literally because I'm like, I enjoy this so much. The fact that we're not, she's not here to be like, hey, look, I'm in charge. Hey, look, look at what I'm doing. It's literally like, let's get this done together, and whatever you need, I'm going to do it. And even as a peer, I'm telling you, like, there's so many things that I kind of reference back. Like, I have a few oh, and that have just been so inspiring in my life. Like, I still, I'll text Laura Winkler. You brought up the Winklers, but I will still text her, and I'm like, I miss literally just looking over and knowing Watching that worship. you're going to yeah. be standing up worshiping. Yeah. And it She even has says made... amen to the Antichrist. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I hope she's listening because she will get the job. <laughs> so. but, but certain influential people, and even, like I'm saying, like, I'm not a youth. I'm not way younger. But even just that, it's almost like, yes, like, whatever you need, I will do it. Yeah. And I have told her that even in VBS, yeah. but I mean it. And you, you've well, also I, been influential. Too. I don't, I don't deserve those words at <laughs> all. But I honestly, I, I, I feel like I, I try to keep my spirit right, and I don't always make it there. But it, I try my best to try to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, it's hard sometimes, especially when you get involved with tons of people mm-hmm. when you're doing stuff. <laughs> but um, 
God has to help me. I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to just, if you're a member in Lighthouse Church and you haven't heard how many references to make to some really good preaching, I think you need to go back and start listening. She said, keeping the main thing, the main thing, <laughs> the boat begins to swing just right. Like, I'm like, all right. It's like, you just never know. Like, you know, that's plugging that one too. So, but she is definitely an ILC child. <laughs> so, but that's. It just pours out. Yeah, of just pouring out. But that's. That's honestly, what what would be some encouraging words you could say to a young, um, maybe they just married, about to get married, just getting involved in the blessings that come from it? Honestly, you can never shortchange God um, with your time and with your money. Um, one thing I would say is you don't have to, if you want to get involved in the kingdom of God, you really don't wait for someone to come ask you. Go ask if someone needs help. Or at the end of the day, just begin doing things. You can always, there's always something that you can do without even asking. That's not painting the sanctuary, but that can be cleaning the bathrooms. And I know we've been making a lot of references to the bathrooms, but it really starts from this. I'm laughing like about that. the fact, like, I'm going to just paint the church walls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Please don't paint the church without pastor's permission. But um, there are some things you should ask for permission. Yes. But there are things that you could do without asking for permission. And the blessings of God will always always cover you um and honestly when you're especially when you are a new married um couple god is going to prove you and prove your marriage in some way and some of the easiest ways that he can do that and this was a word of advice from my aunt erica when i got married was through finance Mm. and the blessings of god will always come that way and god when we first got married we didn't make a whole lot we don't make a whole lot now but we really I mean I could tell you some scary numbers and I really don't know how we made it to this day but time and time again God provided groceries uh I needed a stove and I could have told my parents or my in-laws and my they would have helped me but I wanted to stay true to I wanted to prove God and I needed one and the only person who knew I needed one was my husband and I was sitting in a church and pre-service prayer had ended and an older lady in our church turned around and I don't talk to her that much she turned around and she looked straight at me and she said do you need a stove wow and I just was like well she said no that's not what I said I said do you need a stove and I said yes I need a stove she said okay have your husband come pick it up tomorrow oh and time and time again so that's why I'm saying you can never outgive God you can never give too much time to the kingdom of God and really it it can start as simple as some picking up the trash cleaning the bathrooms, helping out in classes, whatever it is, helping in the coffee shop, getting on the cleaning team, whatever it is, the blessings of God begin to multiply themselves in your life and then you want to do more. Yes, Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you put a covering over you and you put a covering over your children, which if you have kids... That's all that matters. (laughs) Alex... I want to say thank you so much for thank spending time guys. with us today and coming it. in. So we today is, I mentioned, today's Friday of VBS. So our schedule is very busy. So I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you hour. to you guys. I know this is your guys' <laughs> podcast, but you guys do so much. And when it comes to VBS especially, thank you for being so easy to work with and I can hand you something and I don't have to worry what's going to happen it just happens and it's done amazing if you guys could come watch Bible Adventures you guys would love it Julian and Kim kill it you never know what's going to come out of that classroom yeah, yeah, yeah. well thank you so much I really do appreciate that but it's a lot of fun it so, is fun so, alright well thank you guys thank you guys alright well God bless and God you guys bless. have a great day